This should be played at high volume. Vickers blocking his teammate. White flag this time. One to go. He's got to block two teammates to win it, though. One and one. He flies way up high and takes the white flag. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pit Stop. I'm your host, Randy Pettit. 114 racetracks. I, I, I lost one there for a couple weeks, but we count them all up, 114 different racetracks around the country. Uh, but one of them that I'm most known for as their public address announcer, and I worked there on and off for years, 15 seasons as the voice of the historic Madhouse. And, you know, it's almost time for the famed quarter mile to get cranked back up. And we welcome you to our program tonight. This is all about grassroots short track racing. And certainly the famed quarter mile, one of the most famous NASCAR weekly sanctioned tracks in the country. And tonight I have as our guest, he is the three-time Sportsman Division champion over at the Madhouse, but he will not be defending. That's the, the hot news. I've got him on the line. He's been a friend for years. Tommy Neal, the Tiger from Walkertown, North Carolina, our guest on the pit stop tonight. Well, Tiger, first of all, uh, I was not there to uh, shake your hand, raise your hand, congratulate you for winning the 2022 Sportsman Division title. So we'll get that out of the way. Congratulations. Uh, I'm sure that had to be a pretty special moment in your career uh, to win them back to back. You won it in 2021 and 2022, your third title overall. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it, uh, it's, a, it's definitely a milestone to try to do all that. And uh, when COVID was only 2020, we also won a championship in Sportsman at uh, when Caraway was racing, so really, we really won three in a row, 2020, 21, and 22, because uh, Caraway raced, and we won a sportsman championship down there, too. That's right, buddy, and I'm yeah, down yeah. there this year, and, uh, you know, a lot of great racers down there, and, uh, of course, you've uh, you've got some news to share with the fans. I'll get to that in a moment. I wanted to stay on the sportsman just a minute. Uh, a lot of race fans know the name Jimmy Johnson. They, of course, immediately think of the guy in the Cup Series who retired and won all those championships, and, and now he's back. But I'm talking about the original Jimmy Johnson, the one from Walkertown, North Carolina. He remains, for right now, the all-time uh, leader atop the most victories at the Madhouse in any division with 98. Now, if you ask Jimmy Johnson from Walkertown, he'll tell you he's got well over 100, and he probably does, but he had a few of those taken away for, for various infractions and whatnot. So Jimmy Johnson, 98 Bowman Gray Stadium Sportsman Division wins, and our mutual friend from Walkertown, uh, the great Ronnie Smooth Clifton, second on that all-time wins list in Sportsman with 58. And, of course, he has a record maybe nobody will ever touch, eight straight titles in that division. And then we come to you, Tommy Neal, and I believe uh, we figured out you're, you put the brakes on in Sportsman with win number 55, third all-time, three championships. You've got to be on that Mount Rushmore when we're talking about Sportsman Vision drivers at Bowman Gray. That's a, that's a heck of a career right there. Oh, it is. Probably about every one of the, every one of the championships that Ronnie won, I was probably second and lost by two points and four points and eight points and as just you know, just uh, you gotta learn how to play the game there. You know how to, you know, gotta be patient. And back in the day, I used to not be a very patient driver. So I mean, I've learned over the years, matured, and uh, 
learned to yeah, you know, take what the track will give you and uh, and then uh, look at the big picture instead of just getting the little trophies. You want to get the big one at the end of the year. So uh, that's what we started uh, focusing on, and uh, it paid off a whole lot for us. You know, my last two years there, I I told you that personally. I was really really proud of the way you've matured as a driver. When you were young, you were you were pretty fiery. You had a big temper, and heck, I've had one too. Takes one to know one. And you know, those last couple of years in sportsman. Um, when your car was out front, you, you showed them you were the guy to beat, but a lot of nights when you maybe coulda, woulda, shoulda put the bumper to somebody, you kind of held back a little bit and got that second, third, fourth, fifth place finish. And that, that was the difference in when that, uh, that second and third championship, wasn't it? Oh, yes, sir. That's for sure. Uh, Todd called me when we talked to him, we would have a conversation, Todd Hunt. And, uh, he said, uh, man, we got a lot of second place finishes. I was like, yeah, I said, you know, but. Hopefully, you know, he said, everything that goes all right, we'll be at the head of the table. I said, yeah, we got, I think we had eight seconds there, about three weeks to go. So, we, uh, you know, we hadn't finished out of the top five, but twice all year long out of 17 weeks. And that, that's saying something because we draw for position. So, you know, we didn't draw up front every week. You know, you draw 16th, 17th and make it to the top five, top three every Saturday night. We made it to the scales about every Saturday night. So, that's, that's a, you know, a good car and a good crew. And like I said, I can't, you know, a, little, a lot of thanks to all my great sponsors and the, the Dylan Ward for all the, hard work and dedication he put in the car. If it wasn't for him, I couldn't have done it all. And speaking of Dylan Ward, I saw him at Caraway Speedway recently, and he looked like he hadn't slept in a couple of days, man. He's He's got a whole shop full of race cars. He's thrashing on getting them ready. And uh, you may have lost a little bit of sleep recently too, but for an entirely different reason. Congratulations are in order. Tell us about this this uh, this new happening in, in your household, man. Yeah, I had a... Uh... Me and my girlfriend, well, soon to be my fiance and my wife, we had a uh, brand new little baby girl. Uh, she's a uh, she's my pride and joy. Her name's Madison K. Neal. That's pretty cool, man. That she's, that had uh, to be a, a a pretty big blessing late in life to have a little girl come along like that. I got two of them, and I wouldn't trade them for anything, man. Oh yeah, I said that's one thing I told somebody today. You know, I, I was there. Tony's got bills. My mother's of my my new car and all, and he's like. I said, really, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about racing. I got a lot of great sponsors and things going on. I've got a lot of help this year, but man, I'm just, you know, I, you know, when you get to that age, it's like, I just love waking up in the morning and seeing her smile and her good God make noises. And I mean, it's just, I don't know. You just, you, you look at life a little bit different. That racetrack will be there every, every year, same place, same asphalt, same bleachers, you know, but your kids grow up and move on in life. And then when you're young in life, you kind of, you know, don't look at it that way and you're, you know, you're, you're doing stuff differently. And then as you get older in life, it's like, you know, man, I want to go do some stuff with my kids. You know what I'm saying? I want to, I want to go do this and want to go. I mean, we got a camper, we got a pontoon boat. I mean, we got a place at ocean lakes. I mean, we, I mean, it's just, you know, it's a lot of stuff going on and it's, you know, we don't get to enjoy any of that. Most of the time, you know, when Bowman Gray starts is 17 hard weeks, week in and week out. I mean, it's just, you know, thrashing every, every week. And, you know, you just, 30, 32 years I've been doing it, and I think I have more starts than anybody over. I think I got like 586 starts. I mean, I passed Jimmy Johnson in starts, so I've got more starts. You, you than do it. You do in sportsman, Tommy. There, there's yeah. a few modified drivers I think to have more, and that's because they get to race more, and they've yeah. been there a long time, obviously. But when it comes to sportsmen, uh, you've certainly been at it a long time, and and that's part of the success is just staying after it. And as we were talking earlier, Jimmy Johnson's still on the top of the mountain for all the divisions with 98 victories, and probably somewhere down the road, 
if Tim Brown and Burt Myers have it their way, they're going to move Mr. Johnson down the list a couple of notches. Uh, Ronnie Clifton, 58 wins. You got 55. And two other legends I'll mention briefly. Gene Pack uh, wrapped up his career at the Madhouse with 43 sportsman victories. And that's by tabulation done by our good friend Justin Mincy, who does some stats uh, helped me for years and is now helping the folks at Flow Racing who broadcast the races at the Madhouse. And these are unofficial stats, but we, we feel they're pretty trustworthy. And Derek Stoltz, your buddy over there in Walkertown, 34 sportsman wins and a, another great champion. And by the way, what is what is that knucklehead doing? I, I saw on Facebook he's got another race car, uh, the one he used to have in his shop. Do you know you know anything about that? Is he going to be uh, treading back into the waters at the Fame Quarter Mile? Any news there, Tommy? Uh, I, I, that, that part, I couldn't tell you. I mean, he, uh, he plays a little bit of mind games sometimes on, uh, on Facebook. And, uh, I do know that he got a car and, uh, he, he, he Kevin and bought the car that he raffled off and then, and, uh, they fixed it all back for him. I think he gave it to him for Christmas. So he's got the car back. So he just got to put a motor and transmission and all that stuff in it and, uh, set it up, which I mean, I'm, I know he's capable of doing that without a problem, but, uh, whether he shows up with it this year or not, I, I couldn't really tell you. I mean, if he did, you know, they, they better get ready because, you know, he probably coming to yeah. win too. So for the, that's what I, that's, that's what I've I heard mean, anyway. So I don't, I don't know for sure if he's going to go through with it or not. Cause you know, he, he knows the same thing just like I do. Once it's just a, once you get into it and doing it every week, it's, it's, you're, you're dedicated, you know? He did. And, 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 uh, he took a break there for a while, like a lot of us did. And, you know, I mean, what else are you going to do with that car? You can't really race it anywhere else that much. And, uh, Come on, Stoltz. Uh, they, you know, they need a little drama, more drama over at the Madhouse. The national television audience would love him. Speaking of which, in Sportsman Division this year, uh, we'll we'll get to what you're going to be doing in the second half of our show. But let's talk a minute about who do you think is going to step up in the Sportsman Division at the Madhouse this year. I know what your answer is probably going to be, but I want to throw just a few names out there. Um, you know, Michael Adams has started to show some speed again, and. Uh, toward the end of the year. Zach Orr's really came on. Uh, and what about that uh, little guy by the name of the real deal, Riley Neal? Um, you know, he's already won him a couple over there. What do you think? Is he going to be the next Neal mem family member to, uh, you know, step on up and maybe uh, win the title? What do you think? Yeah, he has great equipment. And, uh, you know, and uh, he's got to race against a lot of other guy, other drivers. And uh, Who do I leave out? Uh, well, you, I mean, well, you got Zach Orr, you got Justin Taylor, you got, uh, uh, we got Amber Lynn, Michael Adams. Amber. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Amber. You got, you, got, you got a few of them there, but I mean, that deal over there, Randy is like, I try to tell Riley and then Riley he's chasing. He's like, I was years ago. He sat and watched all my old videos and, and I guess <laughs> he, he, he's learned some stuff from, you know, some bad habits, I guess, like I used to have, but his deal is he's. He's hungry for wins. Uh, he ain't looking at the big picture. He ain't looking for the championship. He's hungry for wins. I mean, he he don't care nothing but but winning is everything is in his book. Which you know he's 15 years old, and uh, I mean, if, uh, if I had the opportunity in my life to be able to start racing when I was 15 years old, I and mom and dad and sponsors he got and he got his Mimi and all the stuff in back and the stuff he's got and the technology he's got behind him. I mean, I couldn't blame him. I'd probably be in the same shoes. I mean, and uh, with all that, you got to be a little bit of humble about it all too. But you know, still yet he's going to the racetrack with one thing on his mind. That's the win. He, he ain't looking at nothing. He wants all them little trophies. You don't, he ain't worried about them big ones. He, he thinks if he wins enough of them little ones, the, the big ones will come, but sometimes that'll work. But as you and I know how that game plays at Bowman Gray, you know, you, uh, 
you spend that man out this week, you know, next week in his double points, it, it always come back to it always come back to bite you. Yep. It, always, it always has to me anyway. But you know, but uh, I look forward to seeing him. To, I'll be able to get to watch him race some instead of racing with him. Seems like a so me and Kevin just said today. I went around and got a part that he got from me for my car, and uh, we said today. I said you know, ninety six cars showed up from Martinsville, and what happens? Riley Neal and Tommy Neal start side by side at Martinsville. Out of ninety six cool. cars, out of ninety six cars. I mean, same way we went to Colorado County. Went to Colorado County. What happened? Tommy Neal and Riley Neal side by side. I mean, same thing at Bowman Gray Stadium, front row. Tommy Neal and Riley Neal. I mean, you know how many? I mean, the Carolina Pro Lake model we did was side by side. It's like every time we raced, we all ended up doing it together. And I just, you know, I was just like, Lord have mercy, that's about to kill me. I had to race with him every single week. But I mean, and we enjoyed it. We had a good time. We raced side by side, and I put tire marks on him. He put tire marks on him, and then we just had a good time with. It. I mean, like you know, old saying goes, a family that races together stays together. You know how that, you know how that rose. That's exactly right. Well, Tommy, we got to take a break in a minute. For all the folks listening, I'm Randy Pettit, the voice of the Madhouse for many years, now at Caraway Speedway, and I'm your host of the Pit Stop. We have got a champion driver on the line, uh, the three-time Madhouse Sportsman Champion, and he's also two-time champion of the Stadium Stock Division. Won a bunch of races over there, and when we come back from our first break, we're going to talk about some modified racing on the Pit Stop. Stay tuned. And welcome back to the Pit Stop. I'm your host, Randy Pettit, and we're so happy to have an old friend on our program tonight. He is the, uh, well, I was going to say the reigning champion. He's not going to be defending, though. He uh, won his third Bowman Gray Stadium sportsman title uh, back in 2022 when they wrapped up uh, the season at the Madhouse. And, of course, as I mentioned at the break, he has won the Stadium Stock Championship twice over there, so a five-time Bowman Gray champion in all and certainly one of the all-time greats in the sportsman division. Now, for the younger fans, they're going to go, hey, Tommy Neal's going to be moving up to Modified. Well, that that's news, but for the some of the older fans, they're going to remember that Tommy Neal's already been in a Modified. He raced several seasons over at the Madhouse. Tommy, I don't have all the numbers in front of me, but I remember you raced quite a few seasons in the Modified, rode the fame number 21, and I saw you win a race up there at Hickory Motor Speedway, but you came really, really close of getting the checkered flag over at the Madhouse, but not quite. That's got to be the biggest thing on your mind this year. When you move up to the Brad's Golf Cars Modifieds at Bowman Gray, toting that checkered flag around the Madhouse in a Modified. Am I right? Yeah, you're right about that. That's a, that's another feather I want to put in my hat before I retire. And uh, we also, I also got another feather in my hat from last year. We also won the, uh, we won the uh, the national title for the Division Two national title, and nobody from North Carolina right here has ever done that. So, and we got to go to Indianapolis for the big NASCAR banquet and all that stuff, and that was a uh, a big feather in my head. I really, really a big accomplishment. I I really was really proud of my, what everything we had done there because that, that's something that don't always come along. So we won that national title, so that was great. And then hopefully uh, we built a brand new car this year that's modified. That's what I told my told Kayla. I said, baby, I said I ain't gonna run modified. If I can't go over with the same thing Tim Brown and Burt Myers got, I'm not pulling in the parking lot again because I'm not going to take something somebody else had and try to make this work, make that work. And I want to go over with a brand new piece. And I have a brand new PSR car, new motor, new transmission, new everything. It's a brand new car. 
and uh, the boys over there at Phil Stefanelli Racing, they know how to put a modified together, man. They they have become one of the premier uh, modified chassis manufacturers in our neck of the woods. And uh, you just mentioned two guys, two of the all-time greats at the Madhouse, Tim Brown, Burt Myers. Can you really use them as a measuring stick getting back into it after being in a sportsman car now for several years? Yeah, because Tim and Burt usually are usually still as of today. I mean, that's what I had this conversation with Gray here a couple months ago. I mean, they're still, you know, the, you add up both their championships, and they got, you know, it's over 20 some years of championships between the both of them. So when you roll in over there, it's kind of like whenever somebody rolls in over in Sportsman. When you roll in over Sportsman, you look at one thing, that red 21. And the same yep. thing when you roll in and don't roll in at Bomber Gray, you look for that 83 and that one. I mean, because that's the ones you want to beat. Absolutely. Um, well, let's talk about uh, that move to the modified. You drove them before, you know, you put the brakes on that for a while. You come back, you have a lot of success in the sportsman division cars. Now, what are you going to do to kind of reset your mind? Uh, hey, I don't have any fenders on the front of that thing anymore. Got to drive it a little different. Talk about some of the, the, the changes from getting out of a sportsman car and into that modified. I got to drive one a couple of times and I'm going to tell you, it's one of the most thrilling things you can do to mash on that accelerator and have the back of your neck just pinned to that headrest and you feel like you can't move brother. There's oh, yeah. almost nothing in this world. Like it, man. Talk about oh, that. No. Oh no. You can put a thousand dollar bill in the dash and hit the gas and you'll never touch it. It's nope. uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a big thrill. I said, uh, it's something that I want to do, and I want to try to be successful at it. If I can get it done, I, I mean, I, I think we'll be successful. I really do with Phil Stephanelli's help, and then, like I said, I think John Boyd's going to help me a little bit here and there. Uh, I think we're going to really have a good, a good, a good outing on really coming out of the box. I think we're going to be real good. I won't be behind the eight ball, so that, that's the thing. A lot of technology I had, you know, I didn't know anything about, but Phil, he knows it all. So hopefully, with you know that coming along and great motors from Tony's motors and everything else, and all the shock packages we got and platforming the car, I think we'll be right there with Tim and Bert, you know, and hopefully the Hayes Jewelers 200, I look forward to at least qualifying in the top five and be ready to rock. Tommy, you, you know, if you want to win at the Madhouse and the Modified, you got to do two things. Number one, you got to qualify good. Number two, just like in every division over there, you got to be a little bit lucky too. So qualifying a real, real big key uh, in having an opportunity, at least winning that first race or winning one of the big races, you got to have that speed. Uh, and you know, while you were in sportsman, when we had qualifying trials for the hundred lap races and occasionally the others, you were always, if not the guy to beat, certainly one of the top two. Yeah. Now the qualifying, I've gotten better at it. I mean, I usually, you know, my deal is I've always had the, the theory is, you know, that one lap don't, you know, you don't, you know, you get a little hundred dollar plaque and that's about all you get. It ain't that big a deal. You know, the winning the race is the big thing to me, but in the modified, it'd be totally something different. You got to get that qualifying position to be able to get up there to, be able to battle out with the, uh, with the rest of them. Cause you know, when, when you get, you know, trying to draw for positions from sportsman to modify is a, it's a big difference. So, you know, you start where you qualified and modified. So until you have that, you know, that challenge thing and then, then things are a little bit different then, but you, you want to be able to get up there to qualify to be able to be, you know, that opportunity to become before you, you know what I'm saying? Folks, I'm your host, Randy Pettit. Uh, I certainly miss all the great fans over at the Madhouse. You'll hear me down at Caraway Speedway all season long. And right here on the pit stop where I've got Tommy Neal, the uh, the reigning but not defending sportsman champion over at the Madhouse, stepping back into the open wheel NASCAR tour type modifieds. Again, uh, chasing that elusive chance to get on that main event winners list at the Madhouse. Tommy, everybody wants their name in that program over there. 
you know, that's the big deal, getting your name in that program on that winner's list. And some of the all-time greats of our sport are on that list. Uh, it, it's just such an iconic place, not only to go as a fan, but as a driver. Um, and I know that's got to be a big thrill when the day finally comes, when when you're standing there at that start finish line and your name's going in that book, I know you've been dreaming about it for a long time. Oh yeah. It'll be a, it'll be a definitely a, a special moment there. Uh, probably won't be no tires left on it when I do it. Cause I'll probably burn them down. They, they hadn't seen no smoke <laughs> yet. They hadn't seen no smoke yet until I do that. Cause I can promise you that I'll put the front brakes on that bad boy. And uh, they think uh, Kyle Busch and uh, Kevin Harvick can do a burnout. They ain't seen no burnout yet. The Tommy Hugo's done. There, there's two things kind of weighing in your favor a little bit this year. Number one, uh, they're going to continue having the Madhouse scramble format in, in several races. And if you don't qualify up there on the front row, and maybe maybe you're back there somewhere between 8th and 10th or 12th, and I know you don't plan on being that far back, but if you are, that'll give you a shot at starting race number two on the front row. Got to take them how you can get them, right? But the bigger, the bigger factor in my mind is that they have repaved it again. <laughs> so yeah. everybody is, is going to be – Going off of no notebook, right? And that's, that's really got to work in your favor, right? Yeah, that's going to help me a lot. Everybody's going to be on the same uh, same playing field. Nobody's going to have no uh, no knowledge. So we all got to start off from scratch. So I think that'll, that'll help a little bit, a whole lot right there to take off and uh, be on the same page with them. That way they, won't, they don't want their, their notes ain't going to be doing no good. Well, you mentioned uh, Jonathan Brown earlier. Uh, so you and John Boy going to be colluding a little bit, Got going to be able to pick his brain a little bit is that right yeah he's you know he's gonna help me i don't think john boy's gonna run all the races this year he's gonna run a few but uh he's gonna you know he said he's gonna help me a little bit here and there and, and okay see how things go out and uh i think he's gonna he and uh and i'll let the cat out of the bag and uh he's even gonna run the old red 100 lapper in the sports division one one night he really wants to drive that sportsman car in the 100 lapper so uh hey that's he, that's he, exciting he, news he helped me he, he said uh I told him he helped me a little bit. I'll definitely uh, make that happen for him. No problem. He really wants to drive that red car. He said, yeah, man, he said, I just, he said, that thing just goes anywhere you want to put it. And I was like, yeah, it, it's a good piece. But uh, I told him, yeah, you can drive in the 100-lapper. So that's going to be pretty exciting for all that to go down because I, I can't wait to see him Absolutely. drive that in the 100-lapper. Um, a lot of you know, people, lot of people are going to be excited about that. Yeah, I've seen Jonathan drive everything from a, a car a car in the chain race, demolition derby, four-cylinder, six-cylinder, eight-cylinder. If this guy four wheels, he's game to drive. I'm oh, sure yeah. a lot of his fans are going to be disappointed to hear he's not going to run all the races. But as you mentioned earlier, sometimes things change in your life where, you know, you're just not ready to, to face that grind and that expense, you know, of running week after week after week. Uh, it's, it's a ton of money. It's a huge commitment. And I don't know all the reasoning behind why he's not going to do that, but I can certainly understand it. Heck, I was just the announcer and it, it wear me out. So I can't imagine having to work on that race car and get it ready every week. It's gotta be a monumental challenge. Oh, it is. It's a, it's a full-time job. That's for sure. Man, like I said, I think he, his, his mindset is probably kind of close to where mine is not far away, but he's a, he's a, like I said, he's going to, he's going to run all the smart tour races. He may run a few races at stadium. Uh, I think he told me he's going to try to spend some time with his kids and do some things and then uh, have some family time, some stuff he ain't never got to do before. And uh, he's a little bit, a whole lot younger than I am. So to, to realize that a lot younger is it's a whole lot, you know, it's a, a Lord blessing. So if he can do that and what he wants to do, that, I mean, I, I made all the willpower to him. I'll, I'll second that. I'll amend that. Uh, Tommy, you and I both grew up over at the famed quarter mile. Um, you know, I come from the poor side of town. I was just a little kid from South side that dreamed of somehow, some way being a part of it. And I'm very thankful for all the great years I had behind the microphone there. Um, 
and I know you grew up dreaming of wanting to be over there too. And now we fast forward all these years later, I had a chance to be right there in the center ring for a long time. And you're a five-time champion of the Madhouse. And now you're getting back into the premier division in a modified car. Um, man, what, what keeps you doing it? How, why do you keep coming back year after year? What is the motivation? I'm sure, I'm sure you look in the mirror and ask yourself that sometime, but yes. why, why do you do it? Lots of times. This is just the, the adrenaline rush, man. I said, I don't smoke, don't drink, don't do drugs, but I'm going to tell you right now, the guy that car on Saturday night and 18,000 screaming fans, there ain't no better natural high on, there ain't a drug out here. I don't think that could get you there. I mean, you really don't really, other people really don't experience it to know what that is. But if you ever sit in a car and roll up in victory lane, and there's 18,000 people, either they're booing you or they're screaming for you. It's, it's a, it's a natural high that you'll, you'll never, ever get over it. And you're always chasing that high. You're always chasing it. So that's what gives you the drive during the week to work is you're, you're chasing that high again to, to get in victory lane one more time. You just want to do it one more time. And it's just, it's time after time after time. So that's, I think that's the drive that everybody has. It's just, it's that natural high to get out of that car in front of 18,000 fans. And trust me, I have raced on, about every racetrack on the Eastern seaboard and about one on about every one of my race on. And, uh, it's just, it ain't the same. I mean, I won it Caraway. I won it Hickory. I won it South Boston. I won down, down, down Anderson or Franklin County. I mean, even the Whitful. I mean, I mean, I've done all kinds of places, but never in my life you ever get out of the car and you got that kind of experience with the fans. I mean, that's why I said to my other day, I just really don't understand why I ain't another cut boys ever come over there and race because i mean they'd be ruined if they ever did yeah and you know you hit it right on the head that's the reason why i stuck around as long as i did uh it was the fans man it, it wasn't the job it wasn't any of that it was those fans they and, and, and you know all the friends i've made in the pit area over there as well the, the, they were a big family to me and 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 there is nothing else like it um and that and that's just the truth well man i really appreciate you coming on the show tonight uh They'll be cranking up the madhouse here pretty soon. Congratulations on the new baby. Congratulations on your fifth Bowman Gray title. And congratulations on that national championship. Uh, you know, A.J. Sanders was the last guy to come out of Bowman Gray with a national title. Now you're the latest guy, and you did it in an even tougher uh, division, too, man. Congratulations. The, the North Carolina title. Yeah, I do appreciate it. It's, like I said, it's a feather in my hat. And like I said, when I get the other one in there, and I'll be, uh, I'll be pretty good then. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be watching from afar and I'll look for the smoke signals all the way down at Caraway in Asheboro when you light up those tires over at the Madhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only on the Mount Rushmore, sportsman drivers at the Madhouse. Thanks for being our guest tonight to Tommy Neal. I'm Randy Pettit, your host of the Pit Stop, and we'll see you at the track. Thank you.